Paul Ciampanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. And this is the show for which every episode we choose a musical topic, then we watch video clips about that topic and talk about the clips, right, Kirk? I feel good! You just, Oh, you just gave away the theme! I know! Hi! <laughs> we sound just like them! <laughs> is that the way we're doing Eddie Murphy doing James Brown? Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, yes, James Brown is the topic. Well, I mean, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> we just decided to do James Brown we now. did. We did more than 100 episodes before we... I don't even... Well, no, we've watched a clip of James Brown. Yeah. Before. I know for sure we have. We did we Harry did, Nilsson before we did James Brown. Harry Nilsson was our 10th episode, and I still feel like we waited too long to get to Harry Nilsson. And James Brown is And our, also, you say we, but you didn't even participate. It was enough to listen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't like Harry Nelson because you have terrible taste. But you're comparing, if you're going to compare the importance of Harry Nelson to James Brown, we should be, James Brown should have been the 10th and Harry Nelson should have been, what is this, our 103rd? You could make an argument that there's no one more important than James Brown and I would have difficulty arguing against yeah. you. Yeah. Maybe the Isley Brothers as a dark horse. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, James Brown. And if you're talking about importance, yeah, you can't touch James yeah. Brown. No, He's the Godfather of Soul, and the hardest working man in show business. Yeah, that's right. Everybody, everybody loves the music of James Brown, whether you're into funk or soul or not. You're just like, that's good. I like it. Yeah, I don't. I, I I'm sure there are people who don't, but like I've never heard any be like, Ugh, James Brown. Never, yuck. never. I've never heard like a classic rock guy go, Ugh, James Brown. No, yeah, it's universal. Yeah. And he was the headliner at that show in 1992 that I went to, where all those different acts played the Kiss 108 concert in 92. Besides Living in America, do you know what other songs he did? No, I think it was just, I don't even think he had a hit. It was just like, it's James Brown. Yeah. Like, you don't have to explain why James Brown is anywhere ever. But do you remember Except what Except for now, because if you saw him now, he'd be a zombie. And yeah. Would, you'd have some explaining to do, but. Uh, no, I, I didn't see him because we didn't stay for the whole concert. Oh, that's right. You left. We were pretty young. Yeah. And my parents didn't like any of that shit. <laughs> like, but you saw Right Said Fred. So we, yes, I believe we did. And, uh, but we didn't stay for wow. James Brown. And also me being nine years old, like, I didn't care about James Brown. That's true. Like, I'm ready to go. I knew, like, two James Brown songs and who cares. I wanted to see Criss Cross <laughs> and Color Me Bad. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. And I did. And, and they were great. great. Sure. And, great. and I, I saw mean, Katie Lang. And Sophie B. Hawkins and Celine Dion and PM Dawn. I mean, it's just still the greatest <laughs> concert in the history of concerts. And Woody Harrelson was there to promote White Man Can't God damn, I mean, why wasn't I there is the question. Julian Lennon was on the bill. because <laughs> yeah. He's a little past his prime by then, which is But weird. maybe he had like one last hit. He had like time. one last gas yeah. of it, yeah. But James Brown was the headline. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about James Brown finally. Yeah. I mean, for me... I I discover I was still a little too young for James Brown. Mm-hmm. So I think I vaguely knew Sex Machine because that was kind of a big song yeah. in the 70s. And then it was like Eddie Murphy. And then it was like Rocky 3. We were like uh, Living sure. in America. Rocky yeah. 4, I'm sorry. Living in America. You're like, oh, that guy, James Brown, I've heard of him. And then it was only later as an adult where you're like, oh, I'm going to go back and listen to all the fucking... The 70s stuff, like pay, the payback. Yes, and, yeah. and all the, the funky drummer and all the shit that, mm-hmm. that rapper sampled that you didn't know was sampled by and was James Brown. And you're right. like, oh, fuck, that's James Brown. Well, we'll talk about that. But let's start with the second James Brown song I ever heard. Yes, I think same. it's probably a lot of people's first. A lot of people's first is probably this or like Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, but this is I Feel Good. Yes, from 1965, but this is a clip you found of him doing it in a movie called Ski Party. Ski Party. And it's like, ooh, did you watch this? I've never seen this, but I have seen like some of the beach party movies. Yeah. And it's clear they were like, let's make another beach party movie, but a wintry one. It is. And it's James Brown playing himself, coming in for a little cameo to do I Feel Good with his yeah. band. And he's great. But the audience. Square. Whoa. Yeah. Woof. And James wearing like a real square, like ski sweater. They're all wearing, his sweater. band is all wearing like Christmas sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're in a ski lodge. Yes. Yeah. And there's a little bit of acting going on. And you can tell James is just like, I'm just here for that check. Yep. I'm fine. I don't care. I'm just here for the check. You guys all suck. Yeah. Yeah. But they did ski, they did like ski party movies in the 80s too. Well, they did ski movie. Yeah. Uh, 
which is was the t- tits and ass movie of the eighties, right? Yeah. But even like Better Off Dead, right? There, yeah. There's other yeah. like ski, yeah. There's other ski teen ones. movies yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. that the, I like. I like a ski. I'd rather I'd rather party in a ski movie than a beach movie. Me, Ooh, boy, I don't know. I like yeah, a nice but, ski lodge. Not that I've ever been skiing ever, but I like the aesthetic. Of yeah. It. yeah, you like the idea of staying in and not skiing, but yes. in a ski lodge. I, the ski lodge is what's appealing to you me. You are just like my wife. A fireplace yep. and like and like I'm not fucking going out. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a cottage. Yep. Atmosphere, but upscale. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's in. Uh, but let's watch James Brown do "I Feel Good" in that setting. Yeah. It was a great song. It's a great song. I, of course, first learned of it uh, because of uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, did they use it? They played New Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. All right, so there's James. He's in a trench coat with his band. Delivering the lines as written. <laughs> or maybe just recently rewritten and handed to him just yes. now. Like, say this, James. And he's like, fine. Yeah. We thought it was Abominable Snow Girls. All right. Okay, great. <laughs> Am I doing my song now? Yeah. The other thing about James Brown is he always looked 50. Yes. When he was young, he looked 50. When he was old, he still looked 50. Yes, he always he has an old face. Yeah. Yeah, always. Look at these dogs. Oh, they're St. Bernard's because, you know, Cause, snow. Because he's a ski movie. Yeah. yeah. Anything we can find. That's why we really care. We need refills. Have you seen many lives lately? It's, it's so like stilted. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> Literally, they're talking about saving. Look, I know for a fact we like if we had the context of watching the movie, it would not make it anymore. It would still be the same kind of yeah. like what's what's going on. These here. kind of movies that were just like you could see them like pumping them out there, yep. get teenage dollars. Yeah. Like yeah. Alright, I'll sing, but first, let me take off this jacket. And I got a sweater on. It's also a, like a different version, but it's yeah, a cool one. Yeah. And it's just them killing it. But just this freaking white audience yeah. is so hokey. <laughs> I mean, it's really just embarrassing. Clapping on the one and the three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you'll see it. Yeah. Look at them. Hey. Well, this soul music sure is so This is uh, really good. I feel it in my bones. As if we aren't the like two exactly. nerdiest, guys But it's ever. just so funny to see like James yeah. Brown, the funkiest guy ever, be like, yeah, I'm going to do this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different version. That keyboard is different. Yeah. Nice. Like I wonder if you recorded a re-recorded it for an album, and most of us know the single version, and this is the album version because it's the same arrangement, but yeah. it's just a different. Uh, yeah, record. I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah, I doubt he like went back in the studio to re-record <laughs> it for Ski Party. Yeah, no, he he did the minimal work to get the paycheck, and I applaud him for yeah. that. Yeah, it's, I don't like that keyboard with it. There's one woman who's right there in the black sweater. She's kind of like, I'm just going to keep clapping. I don't, I don't she's not on any beat. No, she's not on any beat. She's like, I'm just going to keep And then there's one guy who's like, this is great. Yeah. They love it. They're just square. Yeah. But they all have great teeth, though. Oh, <laughs> look at their teeth. It's fantastic. It reminds me of the audience when we watched uh, the Royal Teens do short shorts. Yes. Oh, my God. And this is it. So they're doing the song, and then they're just like, and they just dance they bounce. their way out. Yeah. And I You're think they're gonna put your jackets back on. No, it's man. cold out there. But they just created heat. Yeah. James is doing his dance. Yeah. yeah. And you never see him again in the movie. Nope. That's it. Just a cameo so they can sell tickets. Yep. Just sell a ticket, sell the record. And then the music is going winding down. With the, the the kids were still trying to clap along to it. Yeah, but that used to be how you'd have to see music. You know, yeah. there's no MTV, there's no YouTube. Yeah, 
if you couldn't, you know, afford to go see him in concert or whatever, like you'd have to go see a movie where James Brown would have a cameo. There must have been. And you'd kids. be like, oh, that's what James Brown yeah. looks like. <laughs> there must have been kids who were like, I'm seeing this fucking movie just to see James. Brown. I'm sure that's yeah. why they did it, right? Yeah, exactly. I have to. I have to imagine that's yeah. the case. But we had to start with that because it's the oldest clip we have, and yeah. it's like it's early James Brown. It's very early James Brown. Yeah. Um, but like, let's just start. You know, let's now let's really get it going. Let's really get it funky. Yeah. With my favorite James Brown song. This is now we're in the seventies. Yes, this is Soul Train. Right? This is Soul Train. Yeah. This is super bad. My number one James Brown Brown song out of any song of his. Do you just like that song because you like that movie so much? No. Okay. But close. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. Uh, I've always loved this song. It's I think it's so funky and it's so fast. Yeah. But it's one of the. It was used in one of the best Mama Antages ever in White Man Can't Jump. Oh, really? I still haven't seen that movie. God damn it, Paul. <laughs> I would give you the DVD because I have it, but yeah. you don't have a DVD player. I just got to watch it. It's so good. Yeah. But there's the the best basketball sequence they use, Superbad. And it's really fucking good. And it's not on YouTube, which made me mad because I would have put that on. Because it's just Wesley and Woody playing basketball against the best team, other team. Yeah. And Superbad is behind it. And it's cut to Superbad. It's cut to Superbad beautifully. Yeah. I uh, I want to say for the record my favorite James Brown song because there's also no video for yeah. it that I could find, but it's a real like music nerd. This is gonna be a deep cut. It's a deep cut, but it really is my favorite. Licking Stick is my favorite. Oh, Licking Stick's good. Yeah, that's not as deep as I thought. No, that it's not like lick, an album yeah. cut. It's a single, but Licking yeah. Stick is great. Yeah, yeah, super good. And this is him on Soul Train playing live. Oh, he wouldn't lip sync it? No, this is live, and it's fucking amazing. Because he deigned to lip sync to "I Feel Good." In ski party, yeah, but, but now either. he's a bigger star, and he had the leverage to say, "I'm not doing yeah, that shit." He fucking played it, and he kills it. And there's this woman that comes on and dances that steals the show. Wait, wait, on Soul Train, a woman comes on and dances? Yes, crazy, right? There's dancing in Soul Train in this episode alone. Early Soul Train, too. yeah, yeah. This is like 70, 71, yeah. I think. Very early. You can tell by the size of Don Cornelius' afro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this woman comes on stage, kills Oh, shit. It. Yeah. She's not fucking around. Oh, they're really, like, featuring her. Yeah, they're yeah. featuring her. But she is not fucking around. Doing, like, early She's doing robots. early robots. Yeah. And just, like, they're early and doing the mashed potato and stuff. Yeah. And so they're doing super bad, but they're just doing their version of it. They're not doing, like, the whole song. Just vamping on it? Yeah. yeah. She just lifts her leg and starts dancing. And then there's James, like, going, fuck, yeah, she's good. He's, yeah, he's like, I'm going to fuck yeah. you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, we'll be together. And she's like, yeah, we will. There's also, which I find fascinating, there's two drummers. Oh, sure, yeah. Which is fascinating. And everyone in the band is just kind of like... Yeah, eggs, milk. I gotta go to the store later. They're so <laughs> tight. Professional. Yeah. So professional. Like, look at the bassist. He's like, not even paying, paying attention. Yeah. He's so good. Because they're not the stars. They're not there to be no. stars. But just the fact that they're Full so focus. tight and they're yeah. not like, they're not doing any more than they need to. Just That's they're right. just there to keep the beat. There was a great documentary on James Brown where, like, he would be able to, like, hear if someone screwed up that no one else could hear. Oh, yeah. And he would call them out on it during the concert. Yeah. But would do it to be. And there's a shot of him singing and then he turns to the drummer and is like, I caught you. And then he goes back to singing. <laughs> and, and the That's called like, being a fucking band leader. Yes. Yeah. Like, and they interviewed the drummer and he's like, I I had no idea. Yeah. And he fucking caught me. Yeah. And he's like, I caught you. Yeah. Oh, it's a genius. Hey, he knows everything that's going on yeah. around him. Yeah. Every second. It's that tight. Yeah. And that's what it feels like with this song. Like, that bass line is so fast. I mean, I just, there's... James Brown band it feels like they're in the army and he's the general yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. he is in charge and they're there to serve yes. and they know exactly what they should be doing yeah am I mistaken was Jimi Hendrix in, in the James Brown you're not mistaken that's yes that's correct he, okay yeah, he played with James so weird to me yeah like a guy that's so out there he, he must have been like I gotta follow the rules so much. Yeah, I looked for video of it, but there really wasn't any. I think there's like a few pictures of him. He was he was in and out. He wasn't like a long serving. Oh, okay. You know, he was 
when he got started, he was still in his what? Oh, yeah, early twenties. Yeah, that's true. So he wasn't uh, like your Maceo Parkers or your yeah. even your Clyde Stubblefields or yeah. Uh, but yeah, he played for James Brown okay. for a little while. Uh, okay, so that was James Brown on Soul Train. Yeah. Uh, but James Brown must have thought I could do a show like this and host it myself. Because James Brown had a show, and we've—I think we watched a clip on a on a previous episode for a couple years in the seventies called Future Shock. Oh, James Brown. Okay, yes, we like way early in the pod. Yeah, yeah. I like Future Shock because this is a few years later in the seventies, and this is like peak cocaine, James (laughs) Brown, and he's hosting the show. That's weird. It it is real weird, and I found this clip. There's a lot of full episodes on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, that you can watch. We're not going to watch a full episode, but I just pulled like a clip where it's just James doing his thing because he hosts and performs on it. Obviously, yeah. he's not going to not perform. But in this clip, he's just wearing like a hoodie and he's got the hood up and he's wearing sunglasses inside. And you're like, exactly how many and how much drugs are you <laughs> on, James? How many bumps did you do yeah. <laughs> before they said action? Yeah. And he's really getting into the thick of that Eddie Murphy thing where, like, if he speaks, it's just like sounds. Yeah. And who knows what he's saying. And we're just agreeing with him. But he just seems real happy. I can't wait for this. And sweaty. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Cocaine sweats? What? He looks like the Unabom. He's just like, oh, hoodie open, no shirt underneath. Of course. The hood up. It's like, you're hosting a show, James. Wow. Mustache. Yep. But also, like, like... If you saw James like this, you'd be a little on your guard. Yeah, I'd be like, I, I gotta watch it because he's not he's not right in the head right now. But at the same time, like, looks super fucking cool. I mean, he always looks so cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wearing a suit anymore. He's just he's real casual. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I don't even know this song. Shirtless with a hoodie. It's very disco-y. Yeah. Yes, this is Disco Ballad yeah. from James Brown. Okay, took the hood off. <laughs> he's like, I'm getting too hot. He remembered that he's on TV. <laughs> this is like, like, this is kind of got like, not the singing, but it's got like, this could have been a Barry White song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the hardest working man. He's business. working it. Yeah. It's weird. It doesn't. His voice doesn't really fit with the disco vibe that's happening. No, but he's playing. You know, he's following the trends. You know. Yeah, which is, and it's not too far away. Oh, here he's dancing. Such a good dancer. The dancers in the background look like they're like they've been doing this for twelve hours and just can barely keep up. Because <laughs> yeah, he probably of, needed multiple yeah. takes. He looks like a hot mess, but he's also doing his thing. And, yeah. Because he's a pro. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He knew how to perform. Even just fucked But up. they didn't want him to go out. Like, he just said, fuck wardrobe. I'm going out. He just showed up. This is my wardrobe. He showed up late to set. He's like, I'm just doing it. Whatever. He's like, roll. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. He knows what to do. But he's killing it. Because he's James Brown. This is a really weird show. It almost looks like cable access. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Look at first. I feel like they had to wake him up to do it, yeah. and then he did it 100, percent and then went backstage and collapsed. Back exactly, and, and then was like, "Go get me my cocaine." He's chewing the inside of his cheeks <laughs> between verses. Him, <laughs> him on cocaine. Yeah, is still better than most people at their peak. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he just, just pure, just like professional instinct. Yeah. James Brown is just 100% charisma. Yeah. It's just... Just confidence charisma. Yeah. And he, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't particularly like this song. Yeah. But I like him doing you it. You can't take your eyes off him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he took his sunglasses off. Ooh. Uh, it's just the same lyrics. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's a studio version with, like, real lyrics, chorus, verse. He's just sort of... Doing his James yeah. Brown thing, but that's James Brown music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not there's not many lyrics going down. <laughs> Everyone's got every guy's got their shirt off. Yeah, it's, and everyone's real sweaty, but yes. in like an icky way. And they're also just like, uh, have we rapped? Have we rapped? <laughs> the woman in the red onesie is really, uh, yeah, 
catching my eye with her moves. I mean, she looks like she's dancing like she's high as well. Yeah. In, in a fun way. Uh, honestly, yeah. The background dancers look like a parody of dancers on a soul train soul show. Yeah. Like this looks like James Brown is real, but the background dancers are like on Key and Peele. Yes, it's really <laughs> weird. But what I like about I mean, the, the thing about Soul Train that sucks is the lip sync. Yeah. Like the bandstand style. Like they're just going to come on and mime to yeah. the, the, you know, studio version of the song. Yeah. This is real authentic. Yes. Nothing else. This yeah. Is just, this, this is just a, people dancing. Yeah. People and singing. James Brown singing live. Yeah. And doing his James and Brown just thing. Doing his most James Brown. And I was going to host. What is he doing next? No, no, he's still just. <laughs> he's going to dance. Oh, he broke into another dance. He took a bow. He's like, oh, is it, this Do we is need like to a, go to commercial? I don't know. Is Should that you say something, up? James? No. I did it? Okay, we left. Good. I'm yeah. <laughs> I just want to wrap it up with this real quick thing. This Future Shot commercial. Ooh. <laughs> I mean... I want that t-shirt so bad. If I could find a oh. vintage Future Shock... T-shirt. I would pay top dollar. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking weird. Now, this looks like a commercial parody. Right. But no, it's just the 70s. Like, this could... You could put Tracy Morgan doing the exact same thing that James Brown is doing. I think they might have done that. And it feels like, oh, they're just doing a little yeah. James Brown spoof. This and for the listener, James Brown and his Future Shock dancers are dancing, wearing the official... James Brown Future Shock t-shirt. A show that was on the air for, I think, like four months. Oh, I want that t-shirt so bad. There's got to be... There's probably a warehouse with, like, boxes full of them. Somewhere. Just somewhere. Clip and yeah. dust. Yeah. Someone's got the t-shirts. They probably don't have them in my size Only at, anyway. $4.99? Well, yeah, $4.99 well, $1976 or yeah. whatever it was. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. It's about what you pay for t-shirts yeah. now, right? Yeah, 20 bucks or something. And when they're branded, they're more expensive. Yeah, but whatever. But yeah, I just want to. I found the commercial for the T-shirt. I'm like, I want that T-shirt. I want that T-shirt so bad. <laughs> oh, even if it was a used one and it's all thin and has, I like wouldn't holes, care. That would make it even better. Makes it even just cooler. vintage. Yeah. Uh, okay, so our next clip uh, is one of mine. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Funky Drummer. Yeah, let's have a little history lesson Ooh. about about the sample from the Funky Drummer. The thing that sa- everyone sampled for like nine years straight. Oh, more than nine yeah. years, like 40 years. Yeah, I mean, but there's one point in the 90s where it's like, yeah. we're just going to use Funky Drummer. But it is, I think, officially on record the most sampled yes. sample of all time yeah. in hip-hop. And this is a video called Clyde Stubblefield Never Got Paid. <laughs> Directed by Paul Champanelli? Clyde Stubblefield, the original Funky Drummer, as they say. I joined James Brown Band in 1965. 65, yeah, 65. And uh, I stayed with him until 1970. I played on Give It Up, Turn It Loose. Uh, uh, I, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Uh, uh, um, cold Sweat. Jesus. 65 to 70, that's a strong period. Yeah, that's... that's. Oh, I s- still got it even old. Yeah. Oh, I like how they're like, okay, here's how it sounds like yeah. Betty just did it. That's great. And the bass player came in, and then the guitar player came in, the rhythm was there. Well, we, the James came in and said, yeah, I like that. Then he started putting the, I don't care. Then they, they put the horns in, we got a song. And I started it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how probably all of James Brown's songs start. Yeah. There's like, he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oof. So you take a drummer like Clyde Stubblefield, you know, who plays the funky drummer. Look at that. That's so hard. Yeah. You know, take it, Clyde, and he goes ahead and takes his his uh, break. Um, and that break ends up becoming, you know, one of the bases for a whole bunch of sample-based records. I never got a thanks. I never got a hello. Oh. How you doing? Or anything from any of the rap artists or anything. The only one I got a, a thanks from was Melissa. Melissa Etheridge. 
Okay. What? <laughs> huh? Yeah, that was my reaction when I saw this video. I was like, what song did Melissa Etheridge sample the funky drummer for? Yeah. Or was she just thanking him in general, which everyone should? I, I gotta think it's the latter. Yeah, there wasn't some like late 90s, early 2000s album she did no. where she was like, I'm gonna be funky on this. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. she was. I think she was like, which makes it even cooler. She's like, hey, thank you. I know that you came up with that. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the only person who ever thanked me was Mel- Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, like out of all the people in the world, yeah. I, I well, she's a nice, she's a nice, she's cool. Player. But you would, it's just the, yeah. you would think it would be someone a little closer to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Ever appears on any of those compositional credits? His name is not part of the legal legacy of all of those great tunes he played on. He doesn't get royalties. He got paid for the time in the studio. The producer or the publisher of that particular track is getting compensated for the use of that sample. But the artist that originally played that drum break that got sampled is not necessarily getting any compensation for it. So many groups unsample my stuff. They say I'm the the world samplers, number one samplers drummer. So I haven't got a picture. Yeah, that really does suck. I mean, you there heard is, it. You heard is. it for. <laughs> yep. Public Enemy. Yeah. Daddy Kane. Big Daddy, I don't want him. I mean, goddamn. I mean, and and huge songs. Yeah. Huge. Oh, cool G rapping polo, man. But like, you think it's just the sound of late '80s, early '90s hip hop. And you don't necessarily realize, or I didn't until I was older. It's like, oh no, they're all actually just using the same sample. Yeah. No, I just thought it was the sound, and that yeah. they all just like got it. That's a drum just a hip hop beat, yeah. right? It's like, no, yeah. they're all using the same record. Yeah, they're giving you a small sampling of. Yeah, this is tiny. Roxanne Chante, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, I remember this song. The Jungle Book song remixed wow. with the Funky Trevor sample. Prince. Yeah. Not one of his better songs, but. Yeah. It's real easy to, to look at the big picture and say that the money doesn't always go to the people who do the most creative work. Interesting that yeah. Prince, with so many problems he had with labels, that he was like, okay, I'm fine with sampling that. <laughs> and not knowing quite well that Clyde Stubblefield was not getting paid. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe there's something in the liner notes to the Love Symbol album that shouts no, out kind of something. No, I don't think there cool, is. I, I don't know. I have to, I'll look again. I'll yeah. talk with Prince. <laughs> hey, Prince. You know I have issues with Prince when he tries to do hip-hop anyway. It's it's not it's, a good look. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough a, going. It's tough beat. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why he just becomes uncool when he tries to rap. But he does. But I yes, know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now oh, let's segue. Speaking of Prince, this is a clip from 1983 that you found. Yes. Have you ever seen or heard of this? I don't think so. No. This is this is a concert that James Brown did, and they f- filmed it, and it went on like early HBO, maybe early Showtime, mm-hmm. and big concert. And at the end, uh, James Brown is like, I'm very special guest in the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson comes up on stage and does a little bit. Fucking kills it. Well, this is 1983. Is this before after Thriller comes This out? is bef- after Thriller because Thriller is 82. So he is like the biggest star. In the yes. World. Okay. And um, I'll get into this a little more. Also in the audience mm-hmm. is Prince. Right. And Prince comes up on stage and it's way awkward. Well, Prince isn't quite Prince yet at this point, he, right? This is, well, he's 1999. had already come out. Yeah. So that was a huge thing. It was a huge R&B album, and it had a big crossover. So it wasn't Purple Rain. It was still pre-Purple Rain. But yes, but yeah. it was like people were like, oh, this dude Prince is for real. He just, he's the hot new. But it's awkward because why? He wasn't invited on stage, and he just went on stage? No, you'll get into it. I'll get okay. into it. The first part is... Well, let's play it. I'll show you. Let's give another standing ovation for a young man sitting behind you that you have no idea who's an audience 
So this is this was filmed. Sure. Yeah. And there's Michael, looking all Michaely. Yeah. And so of course he comes up on stage. So yeah, the concert's already happened. And I like how Michael's like, I'm not gonna go up. Of course you're gonna go up. <laughs> Stop it. It's still '83, kind of humble. Young yeah, Michael. they hadn't had much done to his face yet. No. But yeah, uh, Thriller had been out already a year. It was a big deal. Now he fucking destroys it here. So there's a lot of whispering going on, which I'll get into a little later. Oh, he just launches right into it. Yeah. Okay. It was a little planned. So this was like they knew he was going to come out. Now check this shit out. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, Michael just starts doing James Brown. <laughs> and then James Brown loses his mind. <laughs> James Brown is freaking the fuck out. So you think, okay, yeah. that's it. What a great moment. Holy God, that was really cool. Yeah. There's a whispering right there. There's a little more going on. Michael's going around whispering. Also, James's outfit. Yeah. So they're still playing... Okay, there's a little fade to black here. Okay, so pause. Yeah. So you see how it changes, like raw footage? Yeah. It's because they didn't air this part. This part never got aired. Okay. They only aired the Michael part. On, so, well, on like network TV? On, on HBO. It was like, okay. it was like a HBO, early HBO, yeah. early Showtime, something like that. So technically, what, what you saw on Showtime HBO was just, Michael Jackson, okay, thank you, good night, yeah. roll credits. Well, what happened was Michael Jackson was like, Hey, James, Prince is in the audience. Prince is here. Oh. Bring him on stage. Bring him on stage. And the rumor is James is like, nah, nah, I don't want to do it. Okay. And Prince Michael was like, no, 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 bring him up on stage. So this is the raw footage of Prince coming up on stage. But James did, wasn't really into it. Wasn't really into it. It was kind of like, nah, 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 I don't want Now, there's no c- confirmation about that, but yeah. that's like the rumor. Like, he didn't really want him on stage. Like, the Michael Jackson part was planned? It was kind of a planned thing. Okay. Like, Planned in the sense that he knew he was in the audience. They knew he was going to come up. And he's in control of and it. Yes. Yeah. And Prince, they had no idea Prince was coming up. Okay. Oh, but he does He does introduce him. He does introduce him because Michael's like, just back, Brick, come on. Yeah. And I think Jim's like, fine. So Prince comes on stage and it gets way uncomfortable. Okay. Right, did he do Sister. No, he tries to. He does this. He does head. Yeah. Um, he comes up on stage and tries to do a lot of different things, and he almost seems out of his element. Like it feels like he wants to blow everyone's mind. See, he's on his bodyguard. Is this Prince being a tryhard? Yes. What a shot. Oh, okay. So he comes well, out. I consider Prince a tryhard. Yeah. Because he can do. He but, can do. Yeah. So Prince, you gotta do something. You so gotta do something. He grabs a guitar, makes sense. Sure. But it all feels like really like Prince is like, I had 8,000 ideas of what to do, but yeah. I don't know which one to do. So he's kind of like, it doesn't really fit. Like, he's kind of figuring out guitar stuff. Like, he wants to control it. Right. Okay, so he's playing the guitar a little bit. So far, so good. It's fine. Yeah. Because James is grooving. James is grooving. Yeah. Because then he's going to eventually kind of be like, you know what? I got to do something else. Like the guitar solo is not enough for him. Yeah, exactly. He's already been on there way longer than Michael was. Yes. Like, Michael knew, like, I'm going to do a little thing. And then it's James' shit. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, Prince is still doing weird shit. He's doing the sex thing now. Okay. And you see James is now just kind of standing there in the back. Yeah. He's kind of like, okay, how long are you going to do this, dude? Okay, so... Okay, the, he's taking the guitar off, so, yeah. like, now leave. No. No, oh, the shirt comes no, off. The shirt comes off. With the jacket. Yeah. So... But it's not your show, Prince. No, but now it is, because now he's going to do some James Brown. Oh, okay. But Michael just did that. Yeah. 
Now it's cool. Okay, he did it well. He did yeah. the micro. He did the microphone. He didn't trip on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You. You. Why? Why? Yeah. Like he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of being all princey. Yeah, he's lost. And then, but like a guy doing an impression of Prince yeah. doing an impression of. And David now he's going to try to get the audience all riled up. Like he's going to try to get them hyped. Ready? Like okay, everyone clap. Oh, everyone clap a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you could just go off stage. Now watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's om- he's going to walk off stage real soon, and this is where it gets really funny. Walking off stage, he bows. I'm done. Yep. And I've fallen. Oh. <laughs> oh, he, well, okay. Oh, yeah. shit, the top even comes off. Yeah, it's so awful. He, as he was leaving the stage, grabbed this lamppost. A fake lamppost. piece. Yep. That he clearly thought was, like, grounded and <laughs> he stable. He thought it was a real lamppost. Right. Well, I think it's reasonable to yeah. think it, like, had some weight to it. Yeah. It would have supported his weight, which is not a lot of weight. No. He's a very small man. Yeah. And it just came straight the fuck down. He falls into like the audience. Like it was audience. a balloon. Yeah, he falls into the yeah, audience. Yeah. The lamppost falls into the audience. Okay, that was awkward. <laughs> yeah. But I don't even blame him for that because I also would have thought like, okay, this thing's probably yeah. secure. He's just going to kind of hang there like yeah. cool and it no. just falls. <laughs> it's just completely toppled. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing oh. is so awkward. Yeah, that was not... The guitar solo was like, okay, but like just play the guitar solo and then get off. Yeah. And he's like, no, let me do a little bit. Then let me growl. Yeah. Then let me do this clapping. He still hadn't, he hadn't yet learned how to edit himself. No, he was like, I have 9,000 things I want to do yeah. to blow your mind. Yep. Whereas Michael was like, I got this. I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to do my little dance. He, there. he danced like James Brown. He sang like two bars of a and thing. Then, and then he gave a hug. And then he cheerfully yes. fucked off. <laughs> which is, <laughs> this is how you're supposed to play it. That's how you do it when you're a guest yeah. in someone's house. But Prince, Mr. Most of the songs on my album are going to be in excess of five minutes. <laughs> hey. Stuck around too long. Stuck around too long. So long that James went from like, yeah, yeah, yeah. to like, okay, just you can go. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's I, a fascinating archive. <laughs> so weird. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good stuff. Uh, okay. We, we mentioned the Eddie Murphy thing. I was going back and forth. I just love... Uh, I went back and forth too. I, didn't, I was I, went, I had it in and then I took it out. I didn't go back and forth between including this and not including this. I went back and forth between including this and including the James Brown hot tub sketch. That's from the one SNL. I was going to put in, and then I t- I took it out to put in the Prince one. But yeah, but I stuck with the. It's just the chunk of the Delirious special where he so talks good. about James Brown. So good, which is classic. But like, I never get sick of Delirious. It might be my all-time favorite stand-up. It's special. never not funny. And you realize that, like, Eddie Murphy was 19? Yeah, maybe like 2021, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he also does a much larger chunk where he does impressions of a bunch of musicians. And they're all great. Yeah, he does Teddy Pendergrass, Michael Jackson, Luther, yeah. Uh, But but the James Brown one is especially classic to me. He's so young looking. I mean, I've known this since 1983, and it's yeah. still. James is saying some real heavy shit to James. Because it's real meaningful shit to James, Everything. Oh, like we all quoted this. I know. We yeah. all quoted this forever. We saw this endlessly. That's a James Brown lyric. He wrote that shit. He write the song, so I need a word here. That's good. It, he's such a good celebrity to do an impression of mm-hmm. because it's it's already like a like an impression only has to be one or two kind of key sounds yes you don't have to actually fully embody yeah. the person you just zero in on those like, and james brown already just sort of gives that to you that's yeah. who he is anyway mm-hmm. yeah but i don't i mean again i was a little young i was like 13 but yeah like, i'd never heard or seen anybody ever do 
a James Brown imitation. Yeah. I, and and since I think I think people must have been after he did it, they're like, well, we're not too iconic. Do, yeah, we can't yeah. do it. Unlike like it's the opposite of like a Christopher Walken where everyone like, just everybody like that, thinks yeah. they can do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is my childhood. <laughs> the best part of the impression is it actually grooves and yeah, you're like, yeah, it's still yeah. kind of funky. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> Talking to the band, yeah. guy in control of the stage yeah. just unbelievable i mean and at such a young age oh i know it's unbelievable uh, it still still just holds up yeah but i i wanted to place that clip before this clip yeah you picked because this is actually james brown <laughs> yes not only talking but teaching you giving a little dance tutorial if you can understand him <laughs> i've watched this like five times yeah since i found it and i was like you're not you're doing the dances, but you're not instructing me at all. Yeah. Like I don't know how to do these dances because you're dancing that you're just showing the dance and then I don't understand what you're saying. But this is how all choreography looks to me anyway. <laughs> the choreographers are just like five, six. Bop it bop it boop. And then it's a dub and I'm like, huh? <laughs> well, what? never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is my favorite James Brown look. Was just the what, like the Khakis, the khakis, the the, the sort of short sleeve sweater zipper that's zipped up halfway. That's yeah. orange. This is rehearsal out and a can go hat. It's and fucking great. Hat. Do you know what year this is? I thought it was 80s? no, no. This is still seventies. Okay, but I think it's probably like 76, 77. So he's going to show us a bunch of dances. Yeah, we're not going to actually learn anything, but it's yeah. going to look real cool. Yeah, he does the funky chicken at one. <laughs> James Brown it. gives you dancing lessons. So he's just like, I'm gonna do, he's just fucking around right now. So he's gonna do the boogaloo. So that's the boogaloo. Okay. Seems simple enough. Yeah. So this is like mid, early mid 70s, actually. And he has tan shoes on that. And it helps to have the really flowy bell bottoms. Yes. With a lot of movement. And, uh, Was it the Camel Walk? The Camel Walk, which I've never heard of before, ever. I've heard the song by Southern Culture on the skids from the 1990s. <laughs> now he's doing the robot! Oh, yeah! Did Tony Basil teach you that? No, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, or his the guy that was with her the whole time. No. A serviceable robot. It's a good robot, but I'm like, these are these are dance instructions, sir. You're just dancing. But now he's locking. Yeah. He called it the Soul Train. like everything else with James Brown. It's like, I don't know how you do it or even really what you're doing, but it sure is cool. It sure is cool and you're like the only person that can do it. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is a dance demonstration. This is not a dance lesson. That's true. That's true. Okay, you saw a a clip of the next thing that I picked? Oh, yeah. yeah, I love you. (laughs) God damn it. I love you, Paul. And I thought for a second that you might be doing this. That I was going to put this clip on there? Because you and I understand how great this fucking movie is. I love this movie so much. It's so good. And I think about this scene all the time. Yeah. 
Because it doesn't really come from anything. It doesn't really go anywhere. No. And I don't know why it's part of the movie. So this is a clip from the 80s teen comedy, Just One of the Guys. Great movie. Perhaps my favorite teen comedy of all time. Teen Tootsie. Yeah, I went to a 30th anniversary screening where the whole cast and the director were there. I love that. Uh... I can't remember. That's Joyce Heiser playing Joyce the lead role of Terry. His name is Clayton. Something. Clayton something. And then the brother is Billy Jacoby. Yes. Uh, and uh, and well, uh, Zabka's the Billy Zabka's the great in this the movie. bully. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Sherilyn Fenn is yes, is in early it on. as yeah. Billy Jacoby's love interest. Yeah. The plot of this movie is like a Twelfth Night sort of a thing yeah. where. This girl is a uh, this high school student wants to be a journalist and she submits an essay for a prize. It gets rejected. She thinks it's because she's a girl. Yep. So she goes undercover at a different high school as a boy. Yes. And she makes a new like best friend, this guy Rick, who's a loser. Quote he's kind of a loser, but he's not, he's not even really a loser. He's just no. sort of like the loner. Yes. And sort of dweeby. And dweeby just kind loner. Of, yeah. Yeah. But he's not like. A total fucking loser. No, he's just sort he, of. He's not like a geek or anything. He's no. just. Uh, yeah. He's a. He's an island. Yeah. And uh, and they become best friends, but of course she falls in love yes. with him, but can't tell him because they're just two bros. Yeah, hanging out, and he doesn't see Terry yes. that way. And then at the end, she's like, "Wait, no, look!" And she shows him her awesome rocking tits, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'm in love with you too." Uh, no, I do love you. Roll credits. <laughs> It's, it's a very compact. It is. It's better than that. It's, it's better, better than that. Than it that. is actually very. It's a very thoughtful movie. It is actually. a very good movie. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Uh, I watched it with a bunch of my friends, and and I think some of the, them, as women, were like, I don't know what this is going to be. But at the end, they were like, No, that was good. Yeah, I mean, it was written and directed by a woman, and yes. it's it's really very thoughtful. Yeah. This I've seen this movie. I Me had too. it on tape. It was on com. You probably saw it on like I take yeah. it from like HBO. I watched it on Comedy Central every weekend. And in I the remember, early 90s. It. yeah. And if I recall, I remember seeing the James Brown thing too. And yes. it's it's not needed. It doesn't push plot right. forward. People listening who don't know the movie are like, "What does this have to do with <laughs> yes. James Brown?" You'll hear. Yeah, but I think it's. A way for them to be like, "Hey, this guy is actually kind of cool." Kind of, but like, this is a thing about him that shows you like he's cool because. He likes what he likes and yes. doesn't care if it's not hip. But he likes something that's... But it's also a reason why he's not a popular guy. Yes. he's just sort of... He's doing his own thing. You said he's an island and that's what he is. But yeah. also, it's a thing that is and was known as cool. It's yeah. not like he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really into Shostakovich. It's, <laughs> it's I'm into James Brown. Yeah. yeah. But it is sort of like it's the 80s and you're into this thing from the 60s. Yeah, that's... kind of passe, yeah. but James Brown is cool, but... Yeah. It's just a scene where they're hanging out at his house, yeah, and she runs his, into his room for a second, or yeah. he Terry, whatever. and he's embarrassed, yeah, and uh, oh, I'm so excited. And I just think about this when I think about James Brown. I understand. Yeah. I get it because it made me think of it too. Hey, is that your room over there? Oh, wait a minute, don't go in there. It's kind of messy. And it's completely decorated with all sorts of James Brown memorabilia. Which, honestly, is a little weird. I think it, I think now maybe it would come like it's so vintage now it would come yeah. back around to being cool again. But in 1985, it's a little weird. It's it's a little like he has a full figure James Brown cutout in his yeah. room. That's yeah. a little. Much. He doesn't have posters of like bikini girls yeah. or or, or yeah. anything. It's a James Brown shrine. Yeah, in this teenager's bedroom. Yes, <laughs> and she's like not. She's, she doesn't think it's... She's not weirded out, no. but she is like, what the hell? Yeah, well, I need an explanation here. <laughs> I'm kind of into James Brown. <laughs> That's so it. Yeah. So, you know, Prince, Michael Jackson, all goes back to James Brown, the godfather of soul. Not to mention Mr. Humanitarian, Mr. Dynamite, and the hardest working man in show business. Uh, New York City, live, the Apollo Theater, 1962. This man was king. Well, let's hear some sounds. <laughs> I don't think so. Is <laughs> No, it's, what? It's just so funny. Like I can't, I can't play, the, I can't play the music. Yeah. I can't play it in front of you. Yeah, that's so weird. But well, I'll explain it. I know. It's just something I do by myself. Huh? But when I hear James, I have to dance. You know, like James, go crazy. I can't help it. <laughs> and uh, I'm usually alone when I do it. That's cool, man. I can respect that. How about another brewski, okay? 
<laughs> that's and the thing is, because he says that, you think it's setting up some conclusion where like mm-hmm. he dances at the prom yeah, and is awesome, like Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's so cool!" Yeah. No, it never comes up again. It's never brought up again. It's just there to show you, like, this is kind of what this guy's deal is. Yeah, he's kind of different. He's not a nerd nerd. He's a little out there, but he's got something behind him that's that's different that she thinks is is attractive. Yeah, and it's just a real sort of interest act, like genuinely interesting piece of like character development. It really is, and they don't make a big thing of it, and that's just it. Yeah, and just, I think, I don't know if just like who, the writer was like, I like James Brown, and I'm going to put this in. I would think so. Yeah. Also, I just love the like. Let's hear some tunes. No, no, no I can't. Like, I, yeah, I can't tell you like. You can't wait. You're saying you can't listen to James Brown. Right. I just I can't. I can't because I have to dance. <laughs> I, when I hear James, I have to dance. I mean, I understand. I've spent decades dancing in my bedroom. Yeah, but come on. Dude. But it never comes. He's not like, oh, this is the James Brown guy, and in every scene, he's going to do like a little James Brown yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. nope. This is. It really is just for him. Yeah, and he doesn't make a big deal of it, and he doesn't. Yep. Talk about it in front of people. And he's not going to talk about it again for the yeah, rest of the movie. It's because it's just for him. It's for him. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you put this on. It's so funny. <laughs> I also like Terry's thing of uh, she says a lot of dialogue that sounds corny, but it's supposed to be because it's this is how sh- she thinks guys talk. Yes. She's like, hey, how about another brewski? How about a brewski? And here's some tunes. Yeah. In any other 80s movie, it's like, what adult wrote this <laughs> and thinks kids talk like this? Yeah. But it works for her because she's trying to be a like, guy. Be a cool guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just comes out wrong. It comes out wrong. This movie's yeah. a fucking classic. Oh, I love it so much. So but good. That scene is so, uh, like, weirdly elegant yeah in terms of like just a little character moment for yeah. this guy where you're like what's this and it's, thing? it's not over the top at all it's just yeah. done and then it's gone yeah and i it's it for me it's a key james brown moment <laughs> i love that that's key. <laughs> but i get why because i mean i've yep. seen it so we many both times. grew up with that yep. movie. yeah okay i also picked out a prince clip oh well this is a live performance of prince Doing the JB's Pass the Peas. You know the JB's. Yes, right? love Pass the Peas. Yeah, he's doing oh. Pass the Peas with Maceo Parker. Oh, Why? yeah, because he joined. Yeah. He joined Prince for a long, long When time. I saw Prince in concert, Maceo opened. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so I saw Maceo at the Prince. I yeah. actually remember Maceo Parker more than I remember Prince. I don't want to hear you talk like that. <laughs> but this is just Pass the Peas, but Prince. This is... 2002. Oh, okay. So this is the Musicology tour. Uh, no, that was 2004. That's the tour I saw. Oh, so this is okay. Okay. This might just be he did a show in Vegas. I don't know if it was part of a tour. Okay. <laughs> See, this is good, Prince, because he's in control. Yeah. He's having some fun. Uh, I would lose my shit if all of a sudden you're just like, what? Look at Prince, just be goofy, it's awesome. I like funny Prince. I love funny Prince. I love goofy funny Prince. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's get a full band and a DJ scratching in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh. The JBs, of course, were James Brown's band yes. recording records without James Brown. But just the same amount of fun. Yeah. Past the P is just classic. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I also like this too when Prince does this sometimes he's like I'm just gonna fucking play guitar and yeah. fuck around I'm not really gonna like I'm just fun. I'm just having fun I'm sure Prince woke up some days and was like I kinda wish I was just in someone else's band <laughs> yeah just fucking <laughs> I just around. wanna play music and don't I don't wanna have to be Prince yeah. today so let's get Macy up here and then just fuck around yeah ugh 
Like Prince is the guitar player for Maceo Parker. Yeah, exactly. And he's that using... sample of that. Oh yeah, uh, that you hear all the time. Uh, um... uh, it's not from that, but there's uh, Salt and Pepper uses it, and I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. I think they took it from something else. I'm sure it's probably James it's, Brown. Probably James Brown. Brown. Oh, whole crowds into it. Of course. Yeah. This is one of those songs where I think like everyone knows it, even if they don't know it's called "Past the Peas" and it's yes. by the JB. You kind of have to. They think they're like, "Oh, this is a James Brown song." Yeah. I don't know that it's the. Oh, there's Chili. Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of the song, and I don't know that it's the JBs, but I get what it is. Yeah, it's just one of those songs you hear like Green Onions. Yeah, by, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just in the ether, right? Oh, Chili, you're wonderful. That's it. Yeah, that's all you need. See, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, we're giving you two minutes of it. We're yeah. good. Yeah. I think it's shorter than the studio version yeah. of, of uh, Pass the Peace. Yeah. Prince in 2002 got it. Prince in 83. Wasn't quite there yet. He wasn't he there was, yet. He was a young man figuring out what he was all about. Not realizing that lampposts maybe aren't secure. <laughs> that's maybe the uncoolest thing I've ever seen Prince do. Right? <laughs> it's so it's so cringy. You're just like, That's oh. like his Spinal Tap moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just has no clue. Yeah. Um, okay, I said at the top of the show that I feel good is the second James Brown song I ever knew. Mm-hmm. We have one clip left, and it is the first James Brown song I ever heard. The one that I picked. Yeah, that's fucking weird. I think we talked about this once. Way early on, uh, when you talked about this band. Yeah, about Full Force, yeah. About Full Force. And it re- made me remember this song. Because when I was a little boy, uh, I had a tape that was like... I don't even know how I got my hands on it. My father gave it to me. It was probably like a giveaway at a gas station. Because mm-hmm. it was like a sponsored by Newport Cigarettes or Cools or something like that. That's so funny. And it was called The Hottest Hits of the 80s. Oh. And I remember that like Club Nouveau's cover of uh, Lean on Me. A Lean on Me was yeah. on there. I think Eddie Money was on there. Oh, okay. I think maybe uh, um, The Warrior by Scandal was Great on song. there. Stuff like that. And I'm Real by James Brown That's was on that tape. Bizarre because this is not really a hit. Well, no, none of the. It was definitely not the actual hottest hits of the 80s. It was just. Well, whatever they could get the rights to that were technically hits. Yes. Well, I mean, like, Lee Nami was a hit. Warriors was a hit. Legitimate uh, hits. Legitimate, like, bangers played in rent. Right. This was not even much of a hit on R&B. No, but it, they could get it on there. They, yeah, they got it on there. Somehow they got the rights to use it. Yeah, I think they're probably like, oh, we got James Brown. Let's just throw it in there. Yeah. He's a name. So when I was seven years old... I owned a copy of this. That's so fucking cool. Um, the hottest hits of the 80s. Because here's the thing. It's not good. No. This song is not good. Not. It's and I not think even good. as a kid, it's, it's one of those songs that I maybe like fast forwarded past. It's one of those things. So it's called I'm Real off yeah. the album I'm Real. 1988. Produced by Full Force. Full Force. And we'll get into a little more about Full Force. But legitimately like produced big R&B acts and had hits on their own. Yeah. Loved James Brown. And was like, hey, we'll produce your next album. Right. And they came up with this. And as we've seen, James isn't afraid of trends. Like in the 60s, yeah. he sort of, you know, he was doing his 60s soul thing. Yep. When the 70s came along, he's like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go on Soul Train. I'll do some disco. And then and I'll, do, I'll even do some disco when yeah. I get my own show and I'm yeah. on all this cocaine. And <laughs> yeah. I'll learn all the latest dances yeah. and I want to stay on top of trends. So in the 80s, he was like, well, I should do some hip hop, I guess. Yep. Yep. And this is what we got. And he was still revered and, <laughs> and Full Force was legitimate. And and also, this isn't like dog shit. No, it's, it's just, just not. Great. It's just you're just like, it's not good James Brown and it's not good Full Force. Right. It's lesser on both. And this is right off. This is right on the heels of Living in America. Which yeah. Is like kind of great. Yeah, because that was a corny, huge but it's, fucking hit. Yeah. That was huge. And that was like, that was 84. So this is like three, four years later. Yeah. But this ain't it. Like, no. it's not bad. No. It's not like shit, but it's no. not great. And this video is like, 
Hokey. I've never seen the video. This video just... is hokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's check it out. Oh, we start with a skit. Yep. Yeah. Who was that pretending to be? That's James just Brown. a random guy pretending to be James Brown. Just an actor. And see, that's a white band doing James Brown. Oh, I see. And now there's rappers. Yep. Oh, look at these actors dressed like Run DMC. Yes. And here's this is full force. Why is there a fog machine in the hallway? Because <laughs> it's full force. So it's full force. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. I just had, like, a sense memory. <laughs> it's so funny that you know the song, because it's not yeah. a big hit. I know, but I had it on cassette. It's so funny. So this is kind of almost like a diss track for James Brown going, all you fuckers slept on me and have sampled my shit. Yeah. And you're all trying to be like me, but I'm real. <laughs> but he's also, like, fully a grandpa at that yes, point, exactly. too. Yes, exactly. Here's what's crazy, too. Can you take a guess at I'm Real, the album? What number of studio album was this for James Brown? 36. 54. <laughs> I'm Real's 54 yeah, he's, studio yeah. album. Like two albums a year for yeah. Us. Yeah. Studio album. That's yeah. insane. Prolific man. Yeah, did a lot. And... I want to know what the character Rick from Just One of the Guys thought when this came out a year later. <laughs> when he yeah. was in college and this came out, you know he bought it, but then he was like, I don't know how many spins this one's going <laughs> to <Yeah>. get. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about this full force. I mean, that's the thing. I love James Brown and I love full force. I don't know if I love them together. The production isn't great. The Yeah. That, vo- that repeating vocal sounds weird. Like, he sounds good. Are they using a James Brown sample? I the the, the beat I know. Yeah, it, why not use like it sounds too synthy almost. Yeah, I think like, it's I think it's to prove a point and to bring him into the new era. Yeah. So let's make it synthy and let's also not let's not use his his uh, samples because yeah. he's real. They should have just gotten like Eric B to to, <laughs> to to work with him and use his own records. Yeah, and uh, have him rap over that. Yeah, it's it. This this was dated six months after yeah. it came out. It's it is because like right after this, yeah. new, new Jack Swinghead came out. Right. So it's already uh, yeah. like you know, and even new, uh, Full Force made a, a pivot to New Jack and did actually well with it. That actually, I, it probably wouldn't be good, but I kind of want to hear what would have happened if James Brown made a New Jack record. Well, like... With Teddy Riley himself. Uh, I mean, he did it with Al Green. Al Green had a New Jack Swing album. Did he? Yeah. Oh, Al, I'm sorry, Al B. Shore did it with Al, with Al with Green. Al Green. Okay. Yeah, and it was okay. It's, it's not bad. It's better than this. <laughs> And it's hard for me because I love them both. Yeah. I have to put all of the blame on Force MVs for this. Like full James, Force? A full Force. Sorry. Yes. James, James is doing his thing perfectly, yeah. and it's the it's the music that's not there. It's it's Full Force trying to bring their hero into the new dawn, and the hero going, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, I don't think James was like, yeah, this is fine. I don't care. Yeah. And I think Full Force was like, yeah, let's make it all hip-hoppy. And you're like, nah. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. And they went on to, besides their career, like, they produced Britney Spears and, oh, really? and uh, uh, Backstreet Boys. And all of them. Here's what's weird, too, is like, Everyone in the RB community loves Full Force. Yeah. Like, loves them as, like, they're the greatest guys ever. Oh, like, personally, personally. Like they're good guys. Yes. Because I follow them on Facebook. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're old, too. Yeah. And they're constantly have pictures with everybody. Yeah. Like, they're constantly, like, people are like, oh, I love these they're Full Force guys. I literally know them only from I'm Real. And House Party. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They're at House Party. They're House Party. That's, the, that's the, what they're really known for. But they're like the but when I was guys. when I was growing up, I never connected them in House Party with the guys behind James Brown on this that song makes from sense. that tape that I had. That makes sense, you know. Yeah, 
it's weird too because uh, Full Force is also they're a band. Yeah, like they're an actual band. The song, Paul. Yeah, way too long. I was just gonna say this song is in excess of five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and does not need to be. no way too long. No, it says everything it has to say within the first minute and a half. Yeah, and there's still twenty. And then it goes seconds. on for it's five and a half minutes yeah. long. I, I think it ends in a sketch though because it's done. Oh, okay, we, we don't need to. We want to watch yeah, the sketch. No. Is, is James even in the sketch? No, it goes back to, yeah, to the. It guy, goes yeah. back to the white band, and they're like, "Oh, don't do James Brown stuff." <laughs> Roll credits. None of you should have. You just should have let James do it by himself. Yeah, he was perfectly fine on his own. I, I honestly think James was just like, "Yeah, it's, let's work. It's fine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as he gets paid. It's all matters, man. But yes, that was that was my introduction to James That's Brown weird. as a little boy. It's weird because I thought I was going to have to explain this to you more. The fact that you know it blows my mind. Well, I still needed the explanation of all the story behind it. I just yes. had the song on a random cassette. Again, though, what are the odds that you would have <laughs> a random song on a random cassette that you would remember yeah. from a band that I love <laughs> that we would do a podcast about? Hey. And I would pick that song. It's all grist for the mill, oh, baby. I fucking love shit like that. <laughs> I'm real. Uh, but that's uh, that's the last clip. That was our James Brown episode. That was it. So we've settled all James Brown. No more James Brown. She never needs to be done again. We covered <laughs> it all. 20 years of James from 65 to 85, yep. roughly, or 86. We covered it all. We did it. Yeah. That was the last word on James Brown. <laughs> no one ever needs to talk about him again. We yeah. solved it. There were no clips of him... Out of his gourd on oh that, ne- that on new show or yeah. whatever, <laughs> yeah, like two years before he died, yeah, on Christmas Day, remember? Yeah, it was weird. Just like George Michael. Oh, too soon. They both. Uh, it's been like <laughs> ten years. Too George soon. Michael and and fifteen. Yeah. James oh my Brown. god. I think he died in two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we love James Brown. I mean, a, what do we what do we have to say about Nothing. James Brown? That we just given our adds hot takes. to the conversation. But that's our yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but <laughs> only on this show are you going to get two guys who agree. Like, well, we have to talk about I'm real. <laughs> yeah, can you not? <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk if about it's a I'm James real. Brown episode. We're going to talk. We're going to cover I'm real. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to do I'm black and I'm proud. We're going to do I'm real, guys. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I mean, prioritize. <laughs> You're going to do stuff from 1988. Look, we have to pick something that perhaps we can add to the conversation. Yeah. About. What are we going to say about his stuff? <laughs> Except that we like it. Except but, that we show a clip from just one of the guys and watch the music video for I'm Real. Yeah. <laughs> That's the music rag on... That's that very is the music rag on James Brown episode. That really, it is. really fits. Yeah. <laughs> But that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is hosted and produced by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Check out his music at bagweed.bandcamp.com. And of course, thank you to everyone listening. Until next time, see ya!